Welcome to another episode of the No Guts, No Galaxy podcast. In this episode, I sit down with Darren and Matt from Piranha Games to discuss Micro Online. We talk about current and, of course, future development. So if you're interested in that, watch the full thing. This, of course, wouldn't be possible without uh, supporters like you. And if you like what I do here on a daily basis, or if you like watching over at Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash NGNGTV, just want to say thank you again for tuning in and enjoying that. Quick shout out to all my subscribers. Thank you for all the support. And speaking of support, head over to YouTube. Make sure to click like, comment. Let me know what you guys think about this episode. And by the way, on YouTube, I just launched the membership program. So if you do like this and you want to support, consider clicking on join there's three tiers if it's not for you it's not for you of course take care of yourself first but if you like the content when i create here on a daily basis consider becoming a member today speaking of becoming a member uh quick shout out to three podcast sponsors over on my patreon page and that is uh chad mcjiggles and of course jeffrey thank you guys for becoming podcast sponsors and uh, jumping up to that uh you know tier level i do appreciate it Everybody out there, thank you so much. I hope you enjoy this conversation and uh, let's go just uh, dive into it, shall we? Just a friendly reminder, we have new designs up on the store. Head over to nogutsnogalaxy.net and use code NGNG10, that is NGNG10, for 10% off all orders over $20. Matt, Darren, uh, thank you guys for doing this. I know um, I've had multiple people over the past few days, hey, uh, when's, the re- when's the podcast, when, when's the podcast? And I was like, well, we had technical dis- issues. Uh, Darren, something about a computer, and Darren, some technical, and anyways, here we are. And uh, so, apologies, everybody out there. Uh, we're just gonna blame Darren on this one. Uh, Short story: I upgraded my computer for the first time in ten years. My last build was one that uh, Phil helped me put together, and now I have a uh, a more updated computer. Yeah, you went from a 4790K to, I think, 1133, 11, yeah, three. Yeah, yeah, so. I don't, he has I, a modern computer now. Yeah, that's. That's what he's been playing on and yeah. developing on, so. I went yeah. from low settings on every game to pretty much high on every game. Um, I was HD uh, Phil, and like, you know, is that like. Yeah, right. <laughs> so anyways, um, uh, obviously, uh, you know, you guys did the devlog. Uh, it's been a while. You guys are back in the office. Um, things are moving forward. It's March. I reached out and said, hey, you know, would you guys be willing to do a podcast? And here we are to talk about um, a few things. So, wow. um, you know, first off, I guess the, the question is, um, you know, we got a March patch coming up uh, in about two weeks time frame. Um, How's things been since you guys came back? How's, uh, I guess, let me, let me let me just jump in because one of the biggest things you guys talked about was Matchmaker. That was one of your goals. Can you guys give an update? Uh, matchmaker, yep. the discussion on Matchmaker. What are you guys able to do? What can you do? Do you think you should do? Um, and then- The update, unfortunately, isn't like probably what you want to hear, which is we haven't started the work yet. Uh, we have done some investigation, but uh, what has happened has- uh, the resources weren't uh, available when we thought they were going to be, just due to shifts in projects. Um, and those are not ne- super negative towards like the MechWarrior brand at all. Those shifts are actually positive. So um, what has happened is that it's given us more time to identify other uh, engineering tasks. So we're kind of building a bundle of engineering tasks. And um, so the unfortunately, the matchmaker changes um, aren't going to be in March. Um, and I'm not even sure if they're going to be in April at this point. 
but when they do come out, they're going to come out with a, a few other in, improvements uh, and items that we're working on uh, in conjunction with them. So um, bad news, good news, I guess. <laughs> um, as far as matchmaker, uh, I know one thing, you know, with the cauldron being back in the days, the cauldron was asking, how does the matchmaker work specifically? Uh, are you able to provide that information to the cauldron so they can get feedback yet? Uh, like, is that... Is that anything they've been able to do, or is that where you still no, have resources? No, that that has not that has not happened, unfortunately. Like we haven't. I mean, realistically, the cauldron has provided tons of documentation and design input um, that uh, our engineers are able to look at. And um, as far as us relaying back to them how the the matchmaker work isn't really a crucial step to this um, at this point, at least not that I think I think so. Like. Out of curiosity, like, what would you expect that to result in? Like, hey, this is how the matchmaker works. Oh, okay. Um, I guess from our perspective or from the engineer's perspective, uh, they want to know what the, the, the issues are um, and how and if we can address them uh, within the matchmaker and take on the suggestions of, as much as possible, the, the input from the cauldron um, and adapt it. But that, like I said, we've reviewed uh, the issues. We just haven't uh, gotten the engineering time to work on the to um, start processing for solutions. So, I mean, us telling the cauldron how the matchmaker currently works, um, it's possible that that could happen. Um, but it's not viewed as a crucial step to me. Do you feel, view it as a crucial step? Like, I, you well, can feel free to, to um, yeah. tell me why I'm dumb. Because well, I'm, no, 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 I'm not going to tell you you're dumb. I, the, the biggest thing is, like, one, I'm very skeptical about matchmaker changes in general. So just to be very clear about that. I, the, I, I am kind of on yeah. your side of that, Phil, with, like, not skeptical. Just, like, I don't, the issues with matchmaker uh, can, you know. Well, I'll, I'll give you this. There the, can be a reflection of uh, current population and or the amount of queues yes. and or different things, right? Like, um, yeah, so perception isn't always reality in those things. And I, I've, I've talked about this before uh, when someone says, oh, I'd gladly wait a long time for a good match. Well, in, in our matchmaker, the longer you wait, the, the less like your match is going to be good because that's when the valves start opening up and allowing people from different tiers in or different more variety and weight classes kind of thing. Okay. So yeah. that's, yeah, it's like saying, Oh, wait for a long time for a good match. It's actually going to have the opposite effect in our matchmaker. Cause yeah. you have to open up the valves, Right. So I, I guess that's where I could see providing the cauldron and the community, because I still feel like the cauldron, uh, you know, should be openly discussion thing with the, the community of saying like, maybe then they could say, Hey, look guys, we're looking at how matchmaker works. And this is actually, pretty good as is and all of what you're experiencing i don't know how many times i have on a daily basis of like matchmaker where someone will complain about it but the reality of it is it's so multi-layered i mean because you'll have people say you need to fix matchmaker groups are a problem uh group size is a problem weight class is a problem uh, uh tiers are a problem you need to have more tiers and this and that and at the end of the day i just i just i i wonder how much of that is like reality you know like when i run into uh, uh stuff is it is it a tier one problem is this just something that's really minute and those are the details where like stats you shared some stats uh a little bit ago for max 
which was eye-opening because there is actually some pretty finite data of how many Macs are being used at what tier, which are the highest and which are the lowest. To me, that's where data-driven changes, and I know you guys actually provide that to the cauldron, though it had been since like June or July since they had an updated list. But to me, it's like, okay, that gives the cauldron the tools to say, okay, like for example, the, the dragon, you know, one N is really underused. Okay, let's let's go make adjustments to the quirks and get bring that up, you know, and stuff like that. When I look at the matchmaker, I don't know how many times in a daily basis and matches people say balance. Well, what does balance mean? Is balance that you had a chance to win, but at the very beginning you guys went left or tube went left and because of that then you just lost is it because hey you have a, a two man and they brought 230 tonners didn't really perform well whereas the other team brought two uh, a two man but they brought you know brought the, i mean it's there's so much subjectivity and like nuance and, and yeah. i don't know what the clear picture is and that's why i was going to ask you what when you when we talk about matchmaker i didn't and maybe you just don't know the answer to this so feel free is like what do you i'm not a subject matter expert that's for sure well I it's mean, like it's like I what do, do you some stuff but yeah it's like I, what I can tune i i think from everything i've i've seen from uh talking to navid and like bear claw and and anybody is that the main thing right now is that your guys objective is fun i've you know like for the community uh you want balance matches well what is balance matches well it means that Right now, we have a balanced system of a tier one player uh, shouldn't go up against a tier five player, right? But then yeah. a tier one player can go up against a tier three player. And sometimes there's such a huge delta between a three and a one. And then you get into groups. Uh, and if if we're, you know, shout out to like CLCH and we've been dropping a lot against them or uh, uh, Navid and crew or Nonu and crew, we like... We'll drop against them, and if we hit them multiple times, then we know, okay, we got to step up our game. Let's switch up our loadouts. Let's switch up our max and stuff like that. Um, we don't know. Is that indicative of tier three experience, tier four experience, tier five experience? Like, what is the rest of the the population seeing? And are groups an issue? Is there uh, anything that can be done? Uh, is a second check system? Like today, we were dropping on a four-man, and we had Data on our team. And Data is at literally the top of the food chain. Like, he is an amazing player. And so that's where a second check system should have would have never put him on our four-man team. It would have put him on the other team. But, like, how much of that would actually impact gameplay? And then would Data have been put on the other team and been alone and not been able to carry weight? And he's like, hey, man, I can only do so much. Like, there's so much... I'm ranting now, but I guess that's... My point being is like this is such so, a deep conversation. The matchmaker does, yeah. The matchmaker tries to balance weight classes. It tries to balance um, groups. It tries to balance skill, um, and that's those are the essential three things. And then as well, there, before any of that happens, it's uh, matchmaking based on region. So if you select a specific region, you're um, the more regions you select, the more likely you are to have, I guess, balanced matches. Um, and that's been one of the things that I've talked to you about before, which is like, oh, you're like, well, region, we don't really care about. Well, region affects the, the quality of the matches in the sense that it's one of the first hard lock things that happens. Um, so if you're searching in Oceanic only, um, you're only going to search within a pool of people that are willing to play on the Oceanic servers, whether they're in any part of the world. Um, likewise, for EU or North America, 
So that segregates the, the community. So right there, even if I could create a balanced matches out of these two people, their paths will never cross just due to a user preference, right? So then you've got to have, uh, you know, people of equal skill sets um, of the correct group and the correct weight distribution, um, all searching to, to create that, that perfect match potentially where all weight classes are balanced, all the skill, um, skills are in there, skill levels, or I guess the appropriate skill levels around you. Um, and then, uh, the groups, whether there's groups or not, um, right now, uh, I have it set to four instead of five. Um, it's just a stealth change I made on the back to see if anybody would notice. And I haven't heard a peep about it and it's been since the last patch. So it used to be, you could get groups of three and two, um, three and two, but now you can only get two and two, three or two, um, on either, either side with a max group of like, a, or a group of four. Right. Do you think um, though, if I, if I may, you, you mentioned those things like it, it check mark on this check mark on that Darren mean you have talked a lot about this over the years but do you think there's a difference between a balanced system of saying on paper behind the system it says you guys are as even and close as possible these 12 players versus these 12 players that doesn't always mean it's going to end in a good game though like what like no I'm yeah i mean you can't you can't force the player behavior um you, the problem people is go, people, people go afk and people yeah. crash i mean the the, the 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 variable that's <clears throat> can always be different even with the same person is just their behavior on any given match and so i feel like um we have talked about it a million times over the years well i mean you know what i'm uh, saying though right is like people are like expecting like a 11 12 you know came down to the last shot like that's it was an amazing game that happens yeah. on an unbalanced match you know you're like oh this is they're going to stomp us or we're going to stomp them and then it ends up being the most amazing match ever but that's all anecdotal right my feeling about all of this is let's put the time in to have an engineer look at it go over it with the cauldron same stuff i've said before and maybe there's some things that we can do to make it better to make improvements maybe not um i'm skeptical uh i have hope it would be awesome if we could do something that people go oh that made matches better i'm i'm skeptical um i think bigger things would be team size uh group size um you know uh but i do think that there's possibility that we could find something in the whole process of matchmaking which includes everything that has to do with it um that could improve it a little bit i don't think this is going to be like Oh my God! This changed the not game. Not going to be night and day. Yeah, it's not. No. It won't be a night and day change. It'll be a like a percentage. Let me. But, you know, this uh, is this is a ten-year-old game. Yeah. And um, you know, getting to a point where we make changes that are going to be, you know, I just don't look. I I want to keep making the game funner. I want to keep making it a better experience for people. Um, but I think we're getting to the point where there's not as many things to change. Um, and I've heard for the last year two years that the game's as balanced as it's ever been not specifically necessarily talking about matchmaking but just overall sure weapon balance um, mech balance sure yes yeah and so and then there's also you know i have i deal a lot with event queue okay um every time we have an event queue i'm pretty much in there throughout the four days that it happens you know i'm sitting with streamers i'm monitoring it or watching it you know and that has no matchmaker and people are having the time of their lives not always i'm sure there's plenty of situations where people have complaints about it, but it's, you know, it, I think 
it, it has a matchmaker. It's just opened. Well, yeah. Well, and the, the do you think that expectations right? And expectations yeah, yeah. are probably different. Let me let me let me yeah. backtrack because um, there's an elephant in the room that's not been addressed for years. When when Paul introduced Soup Q, there's a lot of things. Let me let me go through for those that don't know. Uh, MWO at the time was at its and it was projecting. Uh, it was an all-time low player place, and this was uh, before September of 2020. Uh, it was right before everything went down and Paul did a test of group Q going to 8v8. Now, from my understanding, everyone who participated in group Q said it was an overwhelming success. And what it basically do is it reduced, you know, the need for players down to 8v8 and it kept solo and group. It was still separate. We didn't have soup Q yet. Um, that never we never got an explanation of why it was never not done i've asked you before darren you know like maybe investigate and, and stuff like that is is the elephant in the room right now is that all of this could be fixed as far as the expectation of, of groups being separated like someone at the heart really is balance of groups being with solo players and i think some people don't realize like we had solo and group queue separate for years and yes you had issues of like group Q and balance and that's a different thing but like I feel like at heart most of the time most of the issues is that um if you're dropping in a group regardless of skill level you have more out control of the outcome of the match and obviously as you move up in the ladder as far as tiers that can become even more you know more powerful and so have you guys ever considered the thought of you know, investigating and having a 8v8 group queue again and coming up with rules. Maybe you don't want four man groups. Maybe it needs to be two or three mans or whatever combo. Or um, I know Magic has said, you know, uh, uh, allow solos to uh, opt in and they can fill the gaps or whatever. But like, is that, do you guys feel like that's even a possibility or just no, we had, you know. Okay, so my, I'll go first, Matt. My yeah, personal feeling um, is that maybe there's a solution there um for separating the queues again uh although i am extremely concerned about not solo queue but group queue uh what that would become and then would we just be jumping from the pan into the fire or whatever you know like i i don't i don't know and maybe allowing solo players to opt in is a solution to um mediate that that issue but what i would see okay first of all we have a lot of people that love to play in groups a lot of people playing groups and if that if playing in a group all all of a sudden became unfeasible because wait times are six minutes, you know, um, they're thinking there's a solution here. Oh, this is just going to fix it. Separate group and solo, and it's, it's fixed. Um, it may not. It may be way worse. And sure. then what do we do? Just revert, and then we spent all that time and and effort and essentially money because it's work going into it. Now I'm not saying that that's what would happen, but that would be my concern: is that sure. group Q would turn into crap. Um, and it does split and puts another bucket in. I, I could see the argument mm -hmm. being there. Yeah, we've already so that, seen we've already seen uh, issues when we create another bucket on the weekend with the uh, event queue, where we've had issues between uh, event queue and pulling a bunch of particularly with the Solaris, they pulled a bunch of individuals out and there was a log jam of groups that couldn't launch a match because they were at the all at the top of the search list with groups of twos, threes, fours, but there wasn't enough singles in there to fill out the rest of the 12-man teams because uh, the Venkyuds had basically vacuumed them all up in there. 
uh, which, which is, is great obviously to see a population were, issue. Yeah, right? it was a population issue, but um, yeah, it was it was really interesting to see when you start funneling players into one mode versus another mode, um, how you're essentially making like creating problems for the previous mode of like just uh, quick play. Pretty one much. Things, I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Matt. One of the ideas that I've heard kicking around the community that I want to ask the engineers to investigate is um, something like event queue, but for a quick play, like the idea that not like event queue, but uh, drop decks. Um, so that you, ask you that. have, have uh, your single mech selection and then your drop deck selection, and then you drop in uh, or you start searching and then you could potentially vote for a mode that is inclusive of the drop deck and then you go into that mode. That's something I'm way more interested in solving or interested in uh, pursuing um, than the group queue. Personally, I just think that, that that's a more of a universal win for everybody. There's definitely I mean... been a strong positive reaction to uh, the drop decks in event queue. That's been the the biggest reaction, the biggest thing that people have uh, attached. I've been bothering them, by the way, including myself. Yeah. I've been sending Darren messages like, "Hey, bro." Uh, well, okay. It the re I was about to ask, how are you guys felt about event queue? Because when I've when I've played event queue and I've talked to, uh, you know, I mean, shit, Beef has been playing and he's been back and he's really enjoyed it. Um, uh, Magic and some of the other streamers and. You know, Magic would play event queue, I think, 24-7 if he could. And, he would, yeah. <laughs> but, and he said as much to me. But it's one of those mm. things where, like, you guys have created an event queue and you put in basically a response. Uh, and I absolutely love it. And then it also, from a... It, it changes the game slightly, tactically, strategically, and all that fun stuff. But it also... It's one of those things where... I don't know how long we've wanted it to where, oh, I took a brawler and I just got Frozen City. Like, then maybe I want to pick something else, you know? And so to me, that's what I was literally about to ask you about EventQ and like, have you considered doing quick play where you have uh, drop decks? Because- Absolutely, we talked, we've talked multiple times about it. Um... Cause it's already there. You have the, like the system, obviously you'd have to finagle some other stuff, but like you have a, a system in place already. It's yeah, fun. I think that there's other That's potential reality. issues, right? If you want to talk about um, weight class distribution, right? So if you go into a um, match where you're going to have a single mech, but then you bring a drop deck and then you're going to make a choice of what mech you're going to uh, launch with um, off out of the gate we're going to have how do we balance yeah, that do you... because player choice well then... so one of the things that i saw recently uh quick shout out to tori in chat why rot he said or instead of drop decks just making it uh unlimited response basically so you're in the mech it locks it that way too right. you don't have to mess with like oh we're in a group uh of four and uh, how tonnage works or oh you know i wasn't an assault but now i'm in a light mech and and the balance, whereas, you know, like, and so that was an idea too, is just basically have infinite, um, you know, or so you, maybe, you, you came in with your brawler, but you get to drop with it three more times yeah, after you. Granted, it's, it's not as nice because you go back to, well, you're in a, a frozen city and you're in a brawl and you don't get to choose. But I mean, I just feel like respawns, it adds, you know, God, I wish that it been able to test this out years ago because I, I do feel like it's really enjoyable and it's reminiscent it's faction play phil this whole time 
but I know you're not a fan of facts. Let's not go there right now. But here's here's the thing: the 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 what Respawns has done in Event Q is it's fun. It is enjoyable. It is something that we haven't done other than faction play, which has its issues, which is why people don't do that as much. That is different. It's the most it's the most different thing that we've introduced in a long time. And even with the introduction that we've done and the success of Event Q, it's still not reaching everybody. So there's tons of people who are playing, just go in and play uh, uh, solo, or I'm sorry, uh, quick play. That's all they do. They log in, half hour, play Event Q, and that's it. They don't check out what's happening in Event Q. They don't, quick play. They don't check out what's happening in faction play. Too many plays. Um, and so, you know, I think bringing that essentially to the masses would just bottom line be a good move. Yeah, because then you still leave event queue to be funny and you do whatever your two, three times C-Bill yeah. events, Solaris. You could still do your Assault Atlas, you know, whatever. Yep. yep. Uh, there's or, a lot of things to do with event queue. Yeah. I still want to keep pushing on event queue. I think event queue is awesome and there's more things I'd like to see come to event queue as well. Uh, and I would... Um, you know, again, it's it's we we get X amount of engineering time this year, you know, and so it's prioritizing where that engineering time goes to maximize the output and the and the experience for the player and what's going to be the best. And I think you know we touched on at the very beginning. There's perception; people perceive that this is going to be the biggest change or the thing that's going to make the game the most fun. And then I think there's reality, and they don't always uh, you know meet. Well, in this, in, so. this, in this case, I think the reality of it is is you already have it. It's event queue. So when I go and play, I'm like, oh, man, this is, like, really enjoyable. Obviously, there's, uh, you know, balance stuff, conquest. We we ran into, like, oh, it needs to be a little bit longer and this and that. But those are things That's that you... That's why I don't do it anymore. Yeah. You can bounce. <laughs> yeah, you can bounce. Like yeah, you can bounce off and make adjustments or which maps are better and, and stuff. But uh, that's awesome. I mean, like I said, I, uh, I guess you guys we can just roll on from there i mean is there anything else with event queue that you guys want to talk about like is there anything else other than you you did have an event that i was here this past but i i just totally forgot about it because i don't play it on a weekly basis like during the week and so someone was like oh weren't you playing i was like first off i just totally forgot it was even going on um and i was like also i just wish it was just part of quick play just you know um, well so i do one last comment on event queue from me uh i don't know if matt has anything but basically just want to make the community aware that every weekend prior to the the monthly patch is going to be a solaris weekend so that's every month players can count on it um it's going to change you know we had uh the first time it was i think clan heavies and i forgot what i did last mediums maybe i don't know but anyway every time it's going to be a different bracket um, and it's going to be every weekend prior to the patch. And then at least one other weekend every month, there's going to be another event queue thing. So, And when I say weekend, I'm typically talking four days. Um, and that's going to be geared towards more, you know, other stuff, not Solaris drops. Um, and there, and there's a, the chance of doing more. Um, I haven't reached out to this person yet, but, uh, well, Beef. Essentially, I want to try and do a Wacky Wednesday with Beef and, you know, like, He's he's just fun and he plays goofy stuff and I'd like to reach out to him to kind of put a, a wacky Wednesday together with me and and so there's the, a chance for a lot of things to happen with Event Q and that will continue going on throughout the year um, but definitely I think uh, from the results that we've seen from Event Q I would love to see uh, drop decks or respawn uh, move to quick play. Um, that being said, Solaris, someone um, asked me today about the 
in Solaris, you guys said Duncan Fisher stuff. You don't in the Solaris stuff. If you guys, I didn't know if that was something that could be easily yes. implemented or whatever, but uh, someone did ask about that. So, um, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, the, the whole Solaris mode had a unique entrance and exit point um, with the spawning and everything. And um, when we put it in event queue, it doesn't have all the same triggers and events that, that surround it um unfortunately so we lost some of that stuff okay so solaris is just pure um i asked and, yeah so there you go i would um, love to i mean you know i love george and i love all that you know everything duncan fisher but yeah that's the situation also in the vlog you guys talked about um uh not necessarily time jump but uh time jump weapons wise tech wise um you guys said, you know, hey, how does the community feel about if it doesn't look any different aesthetically or the models don't look any different on the mechs? Um, everything I saw as far as the reaction was positive. No one was against it and said, yeah, it's better than nothing. Uh, do you guys have an update with that? Um, is that something you guys are going to pursue? Is that something to expect this year, this quarter, next quarter, or anything like that? Not, not this quarter. Yeah, I mean, that that's probably a Q3, Q4 kind of goal. Um, Obviously, our big thing right now is the legendary mechs, the legendary rebrand. Um, we'll talk about that. that that's sure. coming out okay. in in March. So, um, we've been just really, really busy the last two months, uh, getting everything ready to launch that in the next patch. Okay. So, um, so a lot of working on some of the the you know the matchmaking, like gathering up the intel and stuff like that, like getting the data and. Uh, getting it ready to get started worked on when we have the resources there. But also, like we said, identifying additional tasks that we may want to pursue uh, instead of or as well as the matchmaker. Um, I don't think do there's anybody that doesn't want to pursue that, uh, Phil. Like, I think that's kind of just a... No-brainer. There would be no reason why we would say no. There's no reason why the community really would say no. It's it's just new weapons, whatever. So, um, yeah. yeah it... it's There is reasons. They're just like production reasons which involve hiring That's a new artist which is something yeah. that i've been working on getting and, and the skill set of that new artist has to be pretty broad like a very tactical person but artistic as well um and so as far as something we've been doing with adding the legendary mechs in the last one um you know we've been putting new hard points or moving hard points around and supporting new weapons on these mechs and we've seen uh the result of that which is like a mech having a very specific weapon as a fallback weapon for a ballistic. So it doesn't have an ultra AC, whatever it's using the UAC model when you equip that. So that is for some reason, uh, the way it's behaving. And we were like, okay, well, we need an artist to come in and fix that bug, or it's going to go out looking incorrect. So moving forward, when we cross that line into exploring new weapons, which would have to have, you know, a new, uh, you know, weapon type, uh localization sounds and then if we can't you know do 3d models it would have to make sure that that is there is actually a reliable fallback model that that weapon can go to so each mech in the game has you know all the the actual geometry for all the potential weapons to be attached to it included in that file and then the mdf which is the mech uh description file uh, calls each one of those models within there to actually create the model and then draw it in the game in the correct way. So um, there's potential risks there. There's potential work there that we haven't identified, but it is definitely a goal for us this year to see what we can add 
uh, for new weapons. And the cauldron has given us a list of things they're interested in trying to add to the game. I don't have that list in front of me right now, but uh, that's what well, we do have it. Far. Yeah. Yeah. Are, is that also not just weapons, but equipment or is that, is that, uh, I don't know about equipment. I was really just saying, I think weapons at the, in the, the thing, um, but it's something we're willing to take a look at, but equipment can dictate functionality, which dictates, you know, more engine, which dictates engineering time and or UI uh, needs to it. So what we're trying to do is uh, do the things we can do with the team that we have as much as possible, because we'll get blocked in, in various uh, avenues from being able to develop if we go, okay, well, let's, uh, you know, let's add a piece of equipment. It's like, well, now, now it doesn't work. Now we can't execute on this. So we'll try and we'll try and do it in chunks. Uh, weapons will be simp the simplest thing for us to do. will be try and implement uh, new weapons of similar type. So if there's a, an auto cannon that is uh, new and we can say, okay, use that model for it and it's going to work and it's going to equip on all mechs and, and be functional and have a new, you know, um, stat statistical set, then that would be the, the ideal. Um, so we'll touch base later on that, I guess, down the road, Q end of Q2, maybe Q3. I'll, I'll bring this back up if we do another podcast. Um, you mentioned, uh, legendary mechs and, uh, you know, the, this new, you guys more or less proposed at the community. It's a rebranding of MWO Solaris to MWO at the time legends. Um, have you guys settled on that? Obviously, uh, Darren, I had sent you a, uh, 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 an article about Apex. Uh, there was a Titanfall, I should say Titanfall, not Apex. Titanfall Legends game was scrapped. Uh, so did you guys decide on that? Did you see the pushback mainly I saw, which was, was too close to Living Legends? Uh, um, have you guys uh, made any uh, concrete? Obviously, it's March, so I figure you might yeah, have we've, we've, <laughs> we've got, uh, uh, so Yeah, it's full steam ahead. I'm going to just answer this. Um, there's lots of games that have legends in the title. Um, if you search for them, um, it's not a an uncommon thing. Um, the whole reason we chose it is we wanted to create this next tier of mech above heroes, so a standard champion hero legend, and uh, it's rebranded into legends, and it may rebrand later um, again if we continue to evolve the product, but what i had to do or what we needed to do is we we needed to get rid of the solaris 7 branding because we weren't a solaris game anymore it just didn't make any sense and we didn't want to go backwards to just mechware online no uh sub branding so we decided to move forward and uh the content strategy was the, around the legendary mechs so okay so you guys have settled on legend legendary yeah. mechs um that also came with a, a sort of a battle semi battle pass system at your guys version of battle pass system. Um, let me just ask, is that, is this going to be happening this month? Like all of this yep. rebranding and everything is going to be March. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. Uh, in fact, you have screenshots of the first two legendary max coming out. Okay. Do we want to talk about that right now? Or do you want to, you know, like might as well. I mean, we're on the subject of okay. MW MechWarrior online legends and so, talk about right. legendary so, max. Um, the first image I'm going to bring up here is, uh, the Fafner. It, um, is in Christmas colors, I think. I don't really know, no. uh, what this is. <laughs> um, also, 
this is a map I don't recognize, and I'm sure we'll get into this. Uh, I have a few screenshots here. So this is a Fafner. All right, so this is a preview of... Don't Faf around. I get that. Um, one of the legendary maps. We want to give cool. the name of the mech, uh, Matt? Uh, yeah, so the Fafner legendary mech is called the Juggernaut. The Juggernaut. Okay, yeah. um, so first off, <laughs> you're going to make some people's day. There's ballistic in the arms. I see... Uh, two at least two ballistics right here obviously you got the fafner's uh torsos and then i see another uh on each side of its chin so if my numbers serve me i at least see eight ballistics uh am i correct in that assumption here yes you are my yeah. eyes don't deceive me all right um why did you pick the Fafner? Was this a request? I guess that's a fair question. Was this actually? Uh, it was a level designer um, who came up with the idea in January. We did it as a test, and the test was okay. Can with uh, just a designer, um, so the person who's been working with the cauldron, uh, can we execute on this idea and put it in the game? And then people saw it. Um, it, it was up on. Uh, yeah, it was in the patch. Yeah, 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 it was in the patch. Yeah. It was up on MechDB. So you guys saw the some of the information there. Um, I don't think it had its quirks or any of the other stuff no, it didn't. associated with it. So um, it was coming through as the the J. Did it come through as the J? Is that what it? F or something. Okay. It was something like that. Didn't, yeah. But... Yeah. So it wasn't fully executed on, but it was just in a branch. It was an experiment to go like, can we do this? Um, and it was based on their level designer's design, Krasdax. Uh, and um, so we really liked it. And then we talked to the Cauldron with it. We went back and forth with them on it, uh, got some quirk ideas from them. And then uh, from there, we uh, we initially put a, a, the, the designation of J on it. Um, and uh, we ended up naming the Juggernaut. And the theme for the skin was like, Kind of inspired by uh, those like bomb disposal units um, and then ammo crates. So it was a, a mix between the two. And it's got a really cool bolt on that you don't see in this image um, that will be uh, part of the battle pass that you'll earn, unlock when you uh, complete the battle pass. Okay. And it was also, pass. just real quick, it was also inspired by uh, a player, um, somebody who was a, a positive force in the community and uh, I won't go into any more than that, but it was that's kind of where the inspiration also came from. And so obviously, just to recap here, with the legendary mechs is hero mechs always got, they were unique um, hard points, uh, right? Um, and then they get a 30% C-Build boost. Mm -hmm. With a legendary, what is this, just to recap, outside of just hard points, what's special about that? Um, got the outlier quirk. Um, and then uh, unfortunately, uh, in this month, we're not able to give it additional bonuses. Um, we have determined that we can give two bonuses to a mech, but it's going to be defined as a special mech for now. So it's in the same category as a hero. So it's getting a 30% uh, C bill boost at this okay. point. Right. But along with that, uh, one of the things we are looking at doing, uh, not in March, but the following patch, is we want to talk to the community about this and get your feedback. With champions, would you guys be okay with us getting rid of the 30% XP boost and splitting it between XP and C bills so that champions are 15% XP, 15% C bill boost? I think that's something people have asked for in the past. Um, 
I think so you'd we probably have get a... determined that we can do a dual boost, but we can't do that on the legendary until we create that fourth mech type because we only really only have standard uh, champions and heroes and specials, which kind of fall into the same category. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I think okay. you might see some positive around there. I think a lot of people um, asked about that. I think so but, too. Uh... Yeah. All right. So I'm gonna go to the second mech image. You guys ready for this? Yep. You, are you okay? So obviously this is the Fafner again. Um, this is the frontal sort of aspect again, eight ballistics, um, another shot here. And, um, all right. So we're going to the next mech and that is a Mark two. Uh, and this is, I'm looking at this correctly. Uh, there are at least one, two, three, four, five, six ballistics. Is that correct? Or... I think you're right. Yeah, I don't know the exact specs. Um, again, this was this one was Cauldron Design purely. They came up with this suggestion based on me giving them the criteria of like use existing hardpoints, but reconfigure a, a, the mech to have a uh, to be a new variant. Um, so this is has a set of eight quirks um, and is a lot of ballistic hardpoints for the Mark II. Yeah, it looks and like it's two in the right torso and then two in each arm. That's what it looks like. I don't see any in the left torso. But maybe... Actually, no, uh, there's one right here. I'm incorrect. So there's one right here. There's two right here. There's a cannon. This is a, a cannon. I didn't even notice that. It might be an energy. It might be a peep. I'm not sure. Or an AC ultra. Or... I'm not sure. So... This uh this mech, by the way, is uh, designated the Moonwalker. So it has kind of like a bit of a space theme going on. And... Yeah, and the reason it's called Moonwalker, I think, is because it's got really high uh, backwards walking speed. There we go. Yeah, it does. This helps uh, when I just go to the next image, and uh, it's the frontal picture. So there you go. Oh, it's CT ballistic. So that means uh, UAC uh, 2, LB2. Okay. I see what they did there. So right torso, one ballistic, left torso, energy, left to right arm, and then the, the CT. Okay, that's lots. And of if you didn't hear, I, I think that's a kind of a cool attribute. It, it walks backwards faster than... Oh, uh, really? As fast as forwards. Yeah, it's yeah. it's got a, a, a backward speed quirk. Gotcha. Okay. Right. Hence the name Moonwalker, right? Gotcha. I see what you did there. All right, so we're going to... Uh, obviously, the elephant in the room is this is a new map. So I'm going to go to the first image of this new map. Um, this is very reminiscent of a Solaris map with the balloons and the fireworks going off. Uh, first thing catches your eye, purple. Lots. Oh, I didn't even notice that. <laughs> yeah, it's purple. It's amazing. <laughs> this is like a combo of uh, uh, Hibernal Rift with the purple coloring, Grim Plexus with the crystal spires. Uh, with a little bit of, I guess, uh, I mean, wall. I don't know if it's necessary from like, um, yeah. So uh, this is the new map that's coming out in March. Uh, does this have a name? Are you guys there? Yep. <laughs> did, we, did we lose uh, connection? No, I was, was I, I, I was asking if uh, this has a name. Yep, Free Worlds Coliseum. Free Worlds FWL. Hmm. All right. All right. So this is obviously uh Krasdak's first map going on the second image here. Obviously, Cicada. Very vibrant. Uh looks like rolling hills. That's what I'm 
I'm getting. It doesn't look like there's any like crazy. Uh, just rock formations, but yeah, rolling hills, trees, and some rock formations. But there's not any crazy terrain, you know, mountains or tunnels or um, elevations or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. elevation. Uh, like I mean, there's high, element. Low. There's areas that are elevated. It's pretty well balanced, so that any elevated points, it's you know matched on the other side. Um, and you and for perspective in terms of scale, I think the final image, which you're not at yet. Um, can kind of give you an idea. Yeah, that was of the how cicada. Yeah, yeah. No, the, the the final one has a a little arrow pointing it to the to the moonwalker. It's a from, oh, okay. from so above image. Okay, so yeah, that's a pretty big map. Okay, it's very big. It's it looks deceptively small if you're just looking at the the Colosseum picture because the trees are kind of oversized. Um, yeah, they're a lot bigger. In but that arrow is pointing at the moonwalker. So okay. yeah. yeah. Okay, and it looks like uh, again you've got these blimps and fireworks going off. Is that? Uh, yeah, it's it's a coliseum. It's a it's you know. Okay, purple theme, free worlds league. That's we heard you like purple. Yeah. Yep. Is that what it is? Well, I mean, the nice thing about it is it is visually distinct from anything else we have out there. So yeah, that's definitely true. He did he did take something, uh, take a created a new map from something that and made it look really unique using existing assets so i think it did a really good job and when you're in there um it looks really cool all right so again this is coming in this patch yes as well okay so and i will make sure these images are are uh, posted on the discord and all that get these out to the and that, just to let you know also um Obviously, the, the this map will be tuned so that it drops more once a patch goes out, like we normally do with a new map. But also, it is dropship enabled, so it'll be. Um, I'll also do an event queue uh, event around this map, um, and and it'll have dropships. You can use that. So it's going to be fun. We're going to have a lot of fun on this map in a couple weeks. And this is also just a reminder to Navid. Remember to fix my Cicada 3M hardpoints. You know what I'm talking about, Navid. Yeah. Mm-hmm um all right speaking of maps uh i think uh again um excited new maps are always fun uh not for the first week usually we get crushed because we don't know what we're doing uh but the difference here is uh, uh less verticality than like vitric vitric man is uh, you know it's, it's it's interesting um i'm gonna switch back to just camera here so let's we'll, uh, switch back over here you have some very heated when it comes to maps some people really like River City. Some people really like Emerald Vale. Some people really like, uh, you know, a Terra Therma. I mean, you know, old or new or whatever. Man, uh, Vitric Forge is one of those maps, and I think I think the reason being is there's no room for mistakes on the map because you can get flanked left, right, and then at three dimensional you can get flanked left, right, and there's so many areas where you can get shot from whether it's from top, rear, I mean, you name it. It's one of those maps where if you're not on the ball and the enemy team is, and I think that's why I see a lot of sometimes negativity towards that map of like, uh, because it's, uh, I think it's a great map, but I think it's, it can be very, very uh, punishing. Um, yeah, that's uh, interesting. I, I, the, the comments I get most are that it's people's favorite map. And we're, it, it's not Vitric Forge, it's Vitric Station. We're talking about quick okay. play first. Yeah, or yeah, yeah, event yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, mo I, I get very often people saying it's their favorite map, it's the best map, it's the most balanced, et cetera, and, and the most fun. Um, 
every you know every map gets its people that love it and, and detractors every single map there's people that love uh terra therma right so need i say more so um i think it's just uh subjective that's the way people are right um i think what but, i think is really cool about it is like uh, francois made that map and like he really brought something new to the game like you said it's one of the most uh you know you have to be super tactically aware of your positioning and but also like keenly aware of where the enemy is um on that map so if you can't name another map like that in mwo then he did a really great job of bringing some new gameplay and some new elements to the game in my opinion whether you love it or hate it you have to admit that it's completely different than anything else we have right yeah at least people aren't indifferent about it that's what i always say it's not crucible um, i mean it's not like it's not to... crucible <laughs> i was gonna <laughs> or, ask about or... crucible like uh, uh uh obviously it's not it's a... getting a round of changes in this map in this patch to you okay so it is okay yep It'll probably get changes every single month. I feel like. We're never going to find the perfect crucible. But anyway, um, the thing I like about uh, Free World's uh, Coliseum is that, again, I think it's a, a little bit unlike anything else we have. I mean, there's elements, obviously, that are similar, but um, it's not, a you know, we could easily go, okay, well, tons of people like Vitrix Station. Let's just, boom, make a carbon copy, just change the colors or the, you know, whatever. Um elements we're using to build the map but i feel like this is just a different map and it is it makes a difference when you get in there in a mech and actually walk around um you know again pictures only do so much and i think that there's going to be like you said that first week people don't know what to do i think it's going to be fun i always have a good time watching that first week actually you like watching really us good... suffer is that what you No, it's a good study of player behavior right because that first week we're not all doing the same thing you know at a certain time a month down the line everybody's essentially doing the same thing every time they drop on a, a map that they've been dropping for a long time because we get in patterns so it's really fun. Yeah, I like watching people go crazy, but I also like watching, uh, you know, just see how people figure out and use the map. And I think the hills are going to be a lot of fun. You know, you'll have cover. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be another just a, a fun map. So I'm I'm looking forward to playing it and seeing watching people. And this is the first map we've had from Krasdax. I, I mentioned this last week. I was like, you know, um, we haven't seen. He's been awesome as far as adjusting things. But I was like, but this will be the first map we can actually like yep. judge map like balance and how it works out and um yeah. so uh krasdex we're coming for you if you're listening um but yeah so looking forward to that um he knows every corner of that map good luck finding him um <laughs> uh, so you know obviously you guys are rebranding that's happening this month so it'll in two weeks time um uh, uh as far as uh the the game is concerned and mechs and you guys did mention potentially introducing a new mech is that something that's still on your guys radar for 2023 or multiple mechs? absolutely or? i've we've been looking at the concept art for it that alex has already drawn is the stone rhino really nice looking is that what it is um no comment <laughs> i have no uh, idea what you're talking about yeah i'm calling it now i'm sure i'm also uh not to put you guys on the spot so you know like you don't have to any blinking of the eyes will confirm my suspicions. I think it'll be MechWarrior 6 Clan Invasion, and uh, you guys are just going to be, you know, bringing the Stone Rhino over, and then we'll have, you know, the, the uh, MWO Clan mechs. We'll just go to that, and it's all right, you know. Um, I haven't talked... I don't know, have I talked to you since Russ's podcast uh, mm. and him dropping that little, you know... Did anybody know he was going to be dropping I, I that? I came in and talked to you. 
Well, like on stream of V five, and then okay, uh, yeah, 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 just, okay. just chatting on your stream. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. But not so, like this. Did you guys know he was gonna drop that little bit of tidbit of info? Um, on the podcast. What do you think? No. <laughs> Russ no. is the uh, CEO of our company, and he can do what he wants to. Understood. Understood. Um, obviously, uh. You guys can't talk about the project uh even if you wanted to you can't so we i won't even put you on the spot other than i know you guys uh will probably be um uh, you know busy with that whenever that time from he did say it was going to be announced later on this year so i'll i'll uh i'll, I'll talk to you oh, guys we've already got a lot of little elves working on it yeah um we, we got a we got a busy office well we got a lot of people busy in their homes i should say yeah yeah um, I'm dude, this is going to be another fun year. Like I'm, I'm super stoked on it. Um, I think that the reason personally, I think the reason why Phil or why Russ came on and talked to you, Phil is that, um, and, and dropped that knowledge is that I think ever since we got acquired by EG seven, there's been a bit of a gun gun shyness for to, us to discuss things. Um, like I know personally, like I, you know, think about things like now, like, oh, well, there's like quarterly reports. Like there was never quarterly reports going out. We get to uh, see all the details. PGI, the yeah. just privately owned company right now. Uh, they're owned by EG7 and what, what we're doing every quarter gets uh, talked about and put in their quarterly reports for revenues and this, that, and the other thing. Right. So, um, it changes, you know, how we feel or view Re uh, talking about things or releasing information um without you know russ's clearance or whatever so when russ wants to drop a hint about something russ drops a hint about something um but for us um you know just what we announce when when announcement plans are solid and, and going out and they're in press releases and those kind of things so um, also would like to point out those quarterly reports aren't always the best thing to necessarily go by in terms of you know it being a hundred percent accurate right because we've seen a few of them and there's some things that oh no i think they're accurate at the time right they're accurate at they the time are. they're written right yes. like when we were going to be working on lord of the rings and everybody i'm just saying like, that well, it's not is, definitive this is right like yeah this is like what uh, you know mcwarrior is going to be no more and prana games is going to move on but i think what russ the reason russ came on your podcast and wanted to Give that information out to the community as much as possible we want people to know that we're uh very much still working on the mech warrior um ip both with mwo uh with mech warrior 5 um this other project and he even opened the door to you know mech warrior online too i know recently you tweeted him phil and you're like when are we going to start talking about mech warrior online too um, we talked but, about this phil well yeah, yeah exactly it's it, fair it you like, know. We already talked about it but i mean he's he's he, it's not uh, where he's saying like we're closing the door on it um, and even internally we talk about it and Russ is like yeah let's get these other products uh, you know at the point where we can do that because you know you have so only so much capacity to plan and scope and design and, and put energy into projects and right now we've got MWO, MW5 and whatever this other thing is right yeah whatever so, it is yeah, yeah. yeah um so <laughs> that's a lot on that's a lot on the go we just dropped a patch yesterday for mech warrior 5 mercenaries so uh hopefully people uh are enjoying that patch i know we've been getting some some feedback on it but um continuing to the 
the company is still very much invested in and interested in creating uh, MechWarrior related products. And I'll, I'll work on it for the rest of my life if I can, because I love the IP. You're I here. love the community. And um, there's just so much unexplored areas that I think we could take the IP um, in the future. And I think that to me, it may not be a MechWarrior Online 2 one day, but I think there should be another uh, MechWarrior uh, PvP PVE experience that is in this space. Sure. I mean, you know, one of the things, um, you know, that him bringing that up is, and I've been trying to do a really good job of saying when someone comes in and says, you know, what are your thoughts on MWO2? And I'm like, I don't think you should call it MWO2 because I think that leads on that one, it's the exact same type of game. It's just new engine and you get to have all, but I was like, I think it's better to say MechWarrior success, MechWarrior Online successor, or MechWarrior. You know, what's the next MechWarrior? Just PvP consider game that a code be? name or a working title. It's it's. But I think it's important. I think it's important when sure. discussion with the community is saying like because expectations are like, I mean, you guys have heard it like, oh, I, we've had it people in the past. Like, if you guys take away everything, it's like, but that's it's a weird, it's a weird thing that gamers are just now experiencing with other titles of live service games that go away, and yeah. and. You know, there are games right now that you can't access your stuff anymore. And, you know, so it's like, it's just gone, you know, it's, and so it's like, whereas previously, like, even if MechWarrior 4, you know, you, you still had servers and commute fans could do it and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, now you've got entire communities that are based on products that are all digital. And what happens when, you know, whatever for point in time, they, you know, and that's the difference between like, you know, Overwatch went to overwatch 2 basically it just transferred everything over so that's a live service game that basically took that model and adapted and moved everything and all of its assets because it was basically this it was the same game just you know um whereas like something like uh you know mwo i feel like is so old as far as there's a lot of things you want to do uh, uh and there's from a design standpoint from a monetization standpoint which I think is actually probably the big thing uh, people don't realize is like how integral your design is. I mean, from the three mechs of a kind sort of grind, that was that's a part of the monetization model, right? To push premium time. Same thing, World of Tanks, like a tier system and like repair and rearm. It's all part of a monetization model because like it's, you know, again, it sort of pushes that on the on the player. And so everything changes. I think the bummer, what if I'm just honest with me is that okay, let's just say you guys end up doing a successor. We're not going to see that for five years from now, you know, even if that's that's true. I mean, because you guys have two more years, you know, let's just say, you you know, why wouldn't you extend it? I think that was sort of Russ's point in, when doing the podcast was like, we've extended it so many times, there's no one else lining up at the door that we know of. Uh, why wouldn't Microsoft sort of give the thumbs up to that? But that still means like, even if you start development, that's not going to be for at least, at least, you know, two years from now, unless, and this is something I tell people on stream, unless Russ is already working on it and we would have no idea anyways, there's always a possibility. It's just, uh, you know, that is possible. Uh, but yeah. I think, I think it could be looked at both negatively and positively, right? I, I mean, the idea that we would be um, working on and releasing another 
PvP Mech Warrior game in three, four, five years. To me, yeah, it's negative because we don't want to wait, but it's positive because it means that this the Mech Warrior franchise is just going on and on and on. Yes, it is awesome, but from a person that loves MWO, yeah, of course. And you're not. I mean, Russ did say you guys are going to get it more resources, and here you are saying that some of the matchmaker changes and others changes. Which, by the way, I want to revert in a second. Ask what other things you were talking about. It's going to look like June or July again between we see one patch again. And it's like, that's to me, it's like, okay, we're basically getting one like big feature change year. You know, it's like, you know, and I get it for all the reasons. You don't have to depend. I know you guys would love more resources, but like um, that means well, I have to. Remember, you know. remember what I said back in the beginning is that this is a 10 year old game. And so the idea that we're going to be, you know, like I feel like we're getting pretty close to getting a game that we just maintain, you know, like that. Yeah. That, I yep. mean, I love adding new stuff. Don't get me wrong. Um, but hey, if we get not, if we get just maintain, but we, we add new things. Yeah. Like, if we if we get respawn drop decks and it's mm -hmm. the next best thing to slice pie, you know, like I get it. So like I, I don't want to be like negative. It's just from a PVP standpoint, uh, you know, like that's that's one thing we just no, I know, man, uh, you know, so um, let's go back to uh, you mentioned other features, Matt. Well, yeah, I mean, the the idea was that one, I want to have that fourth type of mech, which is the legendary mech, so it can have a dual boost like the champions will have in the future. Mm -hmm. So that's a, a new mech type. Um, but the thing I was really talking about was the stuff that the community has been talking about, which is like, why can't we have drop decks and quick play? when people are enjoying the event queue. So that's really, to me, is like sparked it uh, of like, okay, so is our best investment of time in you know, overhauling the matchmaker? Or is it like doing a few changes to the matchmaker to improve it and then pouring some resources into making it so in quick play you can have a single mech choice or a drop deck choice. Sure. Uh, and when you go into the boat screen and you choose a specific mode, you're now using your drop deck loading into that mode. Um, as opposed to just loading in with a single mech. I think that that might be a more interesting uh, spend expenditure of those resources. And I think it's good sometimes when, you know, we make plans of like, okay, this is where, how we're going to spend the resources. But then these ideas come out of the community and they get, uh, you know, inertia. They get, you know, people coming up and going like, this is actually a really good idea. And then we can take that and go like, oh, this is probably a better use of our expense or our resources for this amount of time. Uh, so let's pursue that instead. Um, so that was really what I was talking about. Gotcha. Um, we're just listening to the community and going, okay, well, how do we make the best possible uh, use of those resources? Um, overhauling the, the matchmaker for a, you know, a 5% improvement may not, you know, is, is probably not the best use of those resources. I think most people would probably rather have, Drop decks and quick play. Sure. Personally. Yeah. I mean, I, I've sort of said that is uh, to Navid. I was, uh, we were talking about XL engines, and I was like, is there something written in stone that we can't talk about ISXLs? And then possibly PGI, you guys doing like uh, Omnis or uh, IS Omnis or the relationship between the side torso heat loss. I know we, we talk about that daily, uh, which if you want to talk about fun factor, has been completely negative as far as uh, I, um, you know, gameplay experience. Uh, I was shown a response from the said developer that implemented it. And he said there was a technical reason. If that's true, I think there could be some explanation to the community, but I feel like 
XL side torso have conversations with uh, Navid on that. I did want to bring up um, one thing, a, a question about skill tree. It's been positive. I, I think we can all agree. Um, a lot of people have been coming back, uh, funny enough, that haven't played. Some It's always surprising someone says, yeah, I was a founder and I stepped away. And I'm like, that's a long time step away from a game. Um, is it possible to wear trial max? One, obviously, a few more trial max. So, oh, by the way, I did want to point out, someone said uh, they were in a vent queue and trial max. Like, they weren't able to take the... Or, I don't know if it's true. They weren't able to take because they didn't have a bunch of assaults. So that was one thing to consider. I don't know if you want those individuals in uh, 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 event queue, but um, skills. Can we talk about having new player skills? Like have the, the cauldron's already providing you with storm crow, laser vomit, whatever. Also a template of locking in those skills. So they're fully done. Cause like I've had so many uh, uh, new players ask about that. Um, and also experienced players about like, hey, you know, like these new players are still getting the the little bit of the shaft on that one. I didn't know if that's um, good use of resources. I, didn't, I just tossed that out there. Um, um, yeah, I mean, I think we've talked about it, it before. I don't remember where the conversation went to or whether the technical discussion where it got to um, either. But I think it's it's a decent idea. Like it's you would it's like you know, your, here's your test mech, but it's not yep. operating at subpar levels so that when you get into the game, you're actually having more fun out of the gate rather than feeling like you're uh, somehow got training with, or hobbled because yep. of that. So personally, I've never been a fan of skill trees in a, in a free-to-play game. Um, I think that, that or having that kind of situation where there can be that much of a gap unless you have a large enough population where you've only got this shallow end uh for your new players to mess around in and, and be safe from the uh the sharks <laughs> so yeah. to speak um we don't have that shallow end. i mean our matchmaker now starts them off at tier five when it used to start them off at tier three and they'd have to like drop to tier five in order to get good matches so we've done you know some of those changes to try and corral them in a little bit um, but they're still in there with other tier five players that have leveled their mechs just due to grinding them out or getting GSP from events. So, um, yeah, it's something we've talked about. I don't remember where it went to. I mean, we can I, we can still look at it again as far as one of the resources, uh, one of the engineering spends on the resources. But I don't remember where it got to. But so I don't know if it's a big, if it's a small tie. I mean, like I said, I don't know. Because obviously yeah. it's there. It's just you're basically saying, "Hey, if you take this, then it locks that in, and then that way, uh, um, yeah." Because we've I had think a... that the issue is that like it comes with mech ownership. I'm, I'm like, just my brain is sure, sure, processing sure. in the background. Um, my second CPU, which is slow, um, is telling me that someone was saying that because you don't own it, own it, and skill trees are on a mech by mech basis. So if you have a, you know, four of the exact same mech, or like a, a Hunchback 4SP, for example, and you've got four of them, the skill tree is unique for each one because you own that one and it's got this skill tree. You own that one, it's got this skill tree. You own that one, it's got this skill tree. Uh, you don't own champions. You don't own those particular champions. You're just going into the match with them and the loadout's predetermined. So there's no mech ownership, therefore there's no skill tree created in the database. There's no link between the two. Yeah. I believe is 
was the issue, whether it's solvable or not. I don't know. Okay. I wonder if we could like quirk Triomax or something like that to try and make up the difference. Then we'd be quirking champions because they're the right. same thing. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. Anyways, just tossing that out I there. I would totally change this, the champion system now if I could. Like looking back on it, there's lots of things that we could have done yeah. differently. Yeah. Uh, lots of different ways we could have spent those resources over the years, but hindsight's always twenty twenty, right? Sure, sure. And even then, you're like, okay, well, if I had to take in this path, it would have been, you know, the right path. So if you went back in time and did that, would it necessarily have been the right thing? You don't know that till you've got hindsight again, right? Sure. Okay. A little well, time travel puzzle for you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, go down that path. Uh, so, I mean, you know, as far as, uh, you know, upcoming stuff, is there anything else that the community is not aware of or that you guys wanted to bring up? Um, just, I didn't know if... Um... I've been getting a lot of... I mean, this is not anything probably you'll be interested in because you own everything in the game, but um, I've been getting hit up by a lot of the community asking for just more... Uh, varied sales or whatever things to uh to purchase warhorns cockpit items etc so the just letting everybody know that the spring bundles will be out soon um that'll have a bunch of new in-game content uh for good deals um and just keep an eye out for those event queues uh you know ongoing throughout the year every month we're really going to take advantage of it and have some fun i want to work with uh creators and do some uh event cues based around their ideas and the stuff that they like to do um and um yeah i can't think of anything else specifically mwo i mean obviously you know what we're saying now may change the next time we have a podcast with you based on uh our investigations and 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 what we uh find out so um you know, I think there's still going to be a lot of stuff to look forward to. I'm really excited about the uh, the rebrand. We've been uh, working on it for uh, quite a few months. And, um, well, I mean, we've been working on the rebrand for two, three years. But, um, you know, we're finally there. And so, like Matt said, even if it's a temporary rebrand, it's only a year or two or whatever, and we rebrand again, that's fine. But I think it totally applies, and I'm excited about um, MechWarrior Online Legends. I'm excited about the legendary mechs. I'm excited about the events that are going to uh, go around, you know, be included with the legendary mechs, the, the essentially our battle pass uh, system. And um, I still think there's a lot Ooh, of battle pass. To come. Uh, yeah, just a recap. That. Uh, really quick you guys are doing something a little bit different um obviously when you buy a legendary mech you get all the the stuff that you guys are going to have as far as uh pack right um but people are able to unlock stuff like normally on a battle pass you have a like window time frame like you know it's season no, based like apex or whatever. no not, window no, you no. guys aren't doing so, that I, I can describe the battle pass if you want sure so the the legendary mechs uh are going to be uh 15 bucks us but they're also going to be on steam so if you prefer your own, to pay in your own currency and you haven't uh got your installer through steam you can go install mwo through steam now and those packs will be up on uh the patch date for you to purchase there uh when you get them and you start playing them in game the xp that you earn uh using that mech will unlock content um on your battle pass and to view your battle pass you'll actually have to go to the legendary mech page to see your progress on the battle pass. Um, we've got it 
uh, set at a cadence of about it should take like a mid-tier player or like a lower to mid-tier player two matches to unlock each tier and then it, someone who's really good can unlock a tier each match so it's going to be pretty rewarding and it's only really 20 tiers um and so a lot of the content that you would have just gotten out of the gate with these mechs is actually going to go into the battle pass but there's significantly more of it and then there's also currency and uh premium time and other items within there as well so in some ways you could view it as like it's it's taking some of the content from the pack and putting it into the battle pass but it's a way better value once you guys look at it and see uh the price the content uh and what you get from unlocking uh, all your tiers i think that you'll realize that it's a, it's a super good value um, you actually get $15 worth of US worth of uh, MC as well. So basically, if you're going to go spend $14.95 uh, MC on MC to buy something, you're actually better off to going and grabbing one of these uh, legendary mechs uh, and getting the mech with its 30% Seabill boost and then uh, title badge and then going through and unlocking the content associated with the mini battle pass and all the currency as well. Yeah, it's going to be a really good uh, value for sure. And so you said that's not tracked in game, like when you click the no, unfortunately or it's not. Yeah. Okay. So that's yeah. uh... and that the reason if that could, is, is because it's permanent. We don't want it's not going away. So if you buy it now or you wait a year from now, the battle pass will still exist. I don't. I'm not. There's plenty. In, there's enough things in MWO that can induce FOMO of like you know whether it's a weekend event that we put on or a sale or. Uh, the monthly free mech where they're like, I just don't have enough time to grind it out, which reminds me, we still have to do the, the Lucky Charms event this month um, and get a free mech for that. But the the whole point of these legendary mechs is that you should be like, look at it and go like, that's a great value. Um, I mean, I buy it now, but I might buy it a couple months from now, drop 15 bucks or go to Steam and get it for whatever currency is in your region and whatever the price adjustment is. And then play it enjoy it unlock stuff it takes uh to twenty thousand xp to unlock all your stuff in the, the battle pass uh there's premium time out of the gate there to, or like uh, the first tier unlock so that in, like makes your unlocking process faster um i wanted it to take a maximum of like a, a month of casual play to unlock it all so i think it's 45 uh, 1,000 XP to get 91 skill nodes on a mech. So this is like under half of that. So by the time you've halfway skilled your mech, you've basically unlocked everything that comes with it. And you guys are planning on doing one mech per month, or has that changed one legend? So it's two, me two mechs this month. We wanted to offer two. So it's both the Juggernaut and the Moonwalker that are coming out uh, with this next patch. Um, and they're going to have unique bolt-ons that visually set them apart. And that's, that's actually the top tier of the, the battle pass. So when you see someone running around with their bolt-ons equipped, you're like, oh, they actually finished the battle pass. Which, um, by the way, the bolt-ons weren't in those images, just so you're aware. Yeah, the bolt-ons aren't in, in the images. They're actually really cool. Um, they're they're neat design, and they kind of play off of what they're, the name of the mech is. Um, so yeah, that's the, the design around the battle pass. Okay, and then... Per month from here moving forward, are you going to do one or are you going to do more? Whatever cadence oh, we can question. have the space for. Um, so two now, 
Uh, we've got two more lined up for next month, but we may not release two. It depends on whether we hire that artist uh, or how capable they are. Um, and a lot depends on the design of them. These have been relatively easy, relatively easy, but they've presented some unique challenges as well. Um, but uh, yeah, that's, we'll see how it goes. There's going to be a pre-order coming out at some point for some unnamed mech. Um, so that may be the month we do only one legendary mech or zero legendary mechs. We'll see. But two out of the gate, and then we've got two more lined up, and then we're going to be working on more after that. I mean, you guys might as well just own up to it. Which mech it's going to be? I mean, well, here's here's why we can't, uh, Phil. Ultimately, the reason why we can't own up to it is because potentially even there's room for more than one new mech. Such a tease. And so, you know, like which one do I name? Right? I'd have to choose. You'd have to pick. Mm, Yeah, that's that's rough. It's tough. Yeah, I get you. You're in a you're gonna bind there. I yeah. I mean, I just don't envy you on that one. Um, all right, guys. Uh, I, I've held you up for quite a long time. Um, uh, I'm, I'd like to touch back with you guys about the like I said new player skills. I feel like that's long overdue, man. And if that is something you guys can knock out. Uh, I mean, I know it doesn't affect me, but it, there are new players every single month that come to this game. And new that, players that affect all of us and whether they stay so. with the game or they leave the game affects all of us um let's see uh touch base again about the the new weapons down the road you said q3 maybe even after q2 um uh we'll be able to see this new map uh free worlds coliseum um in a few weeks uh, we've got the legends uh legendary mechs launching mech warrior online legends launching the new battle pass system this month um is there anything else uh obviously matchmaker you guys are going to look at i still do think there's something to be said about getting uh, at least to the cauldron like how the understanding of matchmaker how it works because you mentioned there was a few things like it balances for this or that i don't that's not public information i don't know if it helps the conversation as far as public but like might explain and give them options i don't know there's smart people out there i am not one of them uh that can help uh we'll come up with system um against on the fence i'd have to be uh shown uh, like i said i don't i think a drop deck system is fantastic for quick play. I do think quick play will need to be adjusted here or there as far as uh, either cap points on that just because you have that. But man, it's so fun and enjoyable. Um, and uh, yeah, other than that, I mean, is there anything else before we get off here? Um, well, there's the, I'm sure there'll be a bunch of you know balance changes coming in the next patch as well as I think we updated, the Cauldron sent us updates, high-res updates of all of the badges so oh, you, yeah yeah okay in the in the front end they'll just look sharper uh which is kind of cool um i'm still planning to update um all previous packs um badges into decals that you can use in the decal system so basically what if you own a pack i'm going to be slowly over time adding decals for each pack that are just the badge but in decal form and then you'll be able to uh that but uh, i've got to go i gotta yeah. take my son to. i think we moment. both got uh we all three gotta go uh gentlemen it's been a pleasure uh thank you again and uh look forward to doing this another time thank you guys hopefully soon bye guys sounds good thanks phil